Carlos! Carlos Bracuet! Remember the name! He's got it! England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins! Hello all and welcome to the very first Ishan Shastri podcast. A podcast where two avid cricket lovers and run-out candidates shall look to unravel and dissect the game that frustrates like no other but ultimately draws us back in each summer for another year of drop catches and dodgy umpiring decisions. My name is Cameron and I am joined by my co-host and friend, Mr. Ash Shastri, a.k.a. the Prince of Jaipur. How you doing, man? It's been so long since we last saw you. I've really missed you. I'm doing all right, mate. How are you? I'm okay. It's just so good. It's so good to see you. Like, for context, people, we are sat on the opposite sides of the globe. I'm here in very, very cold England, and my man is in India. It, and when was the last time we saw each other? Last November. I think we lo- last we, we saw each other last time in November last year. Yep. Yeah, it's it's been way too long. Um, shall we give some context to like how how we met? Uh, I know you've got the story. Yeah, sure. I think that that that's that's going to be necessary for everyone. Yeah. Um, well, do you want do you want to tell it about because we were, we're at uni together basically at the University of yeah, Kent over yeah. here. Uh, both when I say we were both in the cricket uh, society, I wasn't very visible, uh, but I, I was technically in there. Um, but Ash, how how did we officially meet? Well. Uh- uh, our initial few meetings were during net sessions and the training we had. Mm-hmm. So that was where we were like training together. I bowled at you, you bowled at me. Yeah. I don't think you would remember or I don't remember much of facing you. You don't remember my devilish outswing? Point. Unbelievable. Come on, you were gun barrel straight. My rapid with no speed. movement in or out. Oh, that's that. That's horribly accurate. Easiest, easy, easy, easiest to negotiate. I know. That's sad, isn't it? That's what I'm. That's what I would call it. But when? So, uh, when did we I first think, notice uh, each other? I think in uh, March or April, I got a random text from you saying uh, your club is looking for some player and. Uh, if I was up for it, I was. If I was up for having a net session with you guys, yes, and that club—that's where that's yeah. Well, I was going to say it'll be a common theme because in in this podcast we're going to speak about not just the international game and the IPL and everything, but you know the the stories of chasing a level ball around village greens and the mighty Hive Green. That is the team that we both uh, played for or play for uh, using the current tense because you will be back. Um, yeah, but yes, no, we were looking for players and I, and I asked the guy at uni, do you think there's anyone who'd be interested in playing every single Saturday and Sunday? And he was like, I know just the man, Mr. Ash Shastri. <laughs> and, uh, I was a bit, yeah. a bit like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't like just asking people to come cause it's a quite away from university each week. It's about what, mm-hmm. 40 minutes away to get to uh, 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but Ash, you were straight on, and yet, like you say, came to you or you agreed to come to the net session, um, and I guess you you just like amongst the team, you were completely open, like welcome with open arms, just accepted as basically we just knew you were going to be our best player, so uh, we needed to capture you quickly. Uh, what do you kind of remember from that first net session together? Anything? Uh, uh, 
quite a lot actually like uh, half an hour too early oh really that doesn't sound like you yeah i was i just uh, stood by watching some people net and uh, i didn't know what to expect and who all were going to be there so uh, what i did was i just uh, casually asked some people like can i join you guys to have a bowl or something and who was going to say no anyway yeah and uh, i figured out that uh, the guy whom i asked this question was david hards from um, from story what's that team from story yeah unbelievable yeah so i was uh, having a net session with uh, those guys when uh, you walked in then i think i met uh, steve steve cave oh, cavo i love it all these names steve that people cave. have no idea about them but they are yeah heroic yep. uh, uh, martin vibro oh the brow L- luke right not a not a legend no no, no he no. shall not be named and uh, he shall not be named then uh, duncan oh No 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 Bruce. Duncan wasn't there Duncan Bruce wasn't Banner. there no. Oh my goodness And uh, and and uh, the man There's a... Simon Rose Oh what Simon I know for one Rose. this man he will listen to this uh because he, he he's very lovely and there's another uh podcast I do but he he's the only one, he listens every week the lovely lovely man but this one I know for sure yeah. he will be listening to this right now and i just want to say you are the loveliest man in the world mr s rose legend absolute legend and i'm sure at some point this will be it'll be great we'll get we'll get simon on it he'll want to be on huge, it huge 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 oh I, yes no yeah, there, there'll be so be many names. yeah but uh to quickly move on we then became i how do i phrase it or for me you were just the ideal batting partner other than the fact you would never give me the strike and were a horrendous runner uh i don't know how many runs we put on together it was uh you were the solidarity i needed after that and, and how many years did we play for 5 6 we played 5 yeah 5 and i have no idea what the stats are off uh, off about off the top of my head but the amount of uh, big partnerships we we must have had i think we had enough to lose count yeah That, that that's a good that's a good amount i'd an, say yeah yeah because uh, i think in most of the games it used to start uh, like we used to walk in at 20 for one i used to walk in at 20 for one yeah and then uh, it's just uh, sounds about right batting up until 30 32 33 then uh, one of us bats through or both of us we get yeah. out like it, it used to be like that every week like i don't remember much of that not happening no other than that starry game when both of us scored Infamous. collectively one run yeah in in Infamous possibly game. our most important game that year away uh, and both of year. us failed yeah. yet we still won as a team that that was a remarkable game But, and i must add by one run one which run. i scored incredible oh your your yeah. one was it yeah oh, of course it was my one was yep <laughs> it wasn't my amazing seven over spell of yeah. off spin that's what it was um Well, well, that that well, you should understand that it's called spin when it actually spins. I I'll have you know that I actually spun uh, the ball. Gun ba- gun uh, uh, gun barrel straight delivery. Yeah, it gets people not out. Spin. It's slow right arm. It's just straight. Well, that's what it is. Um, it's, it's called arm ball. 
Yeah, that's very true. That's very harsh because I, I really am trying to improve my offspin now that I'm a broken man. But I'm sure... I saw that happening though, but yeah. Over the countless episodes that we'll have, there'll be so many stories. And, and at the end of the uh, each episode, we're going to answer people's questions and some involve stories, some don't. Blah, blah, blah. So don't worry, people. I know you're longing for it. You will hear them. Uh, but I do think it's important to mention... Uh, the real inspiration behind the show, even though it is just a joy to see you uh, again, because mm -hmm. like I say, we used to see each other all the time, every, well, nearly every day during each, some summers when we played for uni and then for, uh, but then for COVID, you went back to India and your studies had ended here last November. So we haven't actually seen each other since then. So this is mm -hmm. a joy anyway, just to speak to you. However, what I was trying to say is that the real inspiration behind the show uh, and who the show is dedicated to and why it is named is of the absolute great man, uh, Mr. Ishan Shastri, who was not only a fine, fine cricketer, but also a wonderful, wonderful man who was sadly taken too soon from us. Uh, he was Ash's brother, uh, but I think that perhaps at this point, just for context, because uh, it would be best for you to explain a, a little bit more about Ish. Well, uh, there aren't enough words that I can put across which are going to describe uh, how important he was to me and uh, how lovely a brother he was. Like, uh, throughout uh, everything I did in my life, uh, he was a constant companion and... Uh, Everything I did, like, uh, we had to share whatever we did with each other. Uh, during uh, the tricky lockdown period of last year, we used to connect with each other over FaceTime for hours and hours, and at times, without even saying a word, he used to do his work and I used to do mine. And uh, that's how we spent a lockdown. We discussed how the... IPL auctions are going to be, what sort of teams should be there to this, to movies, to random stuff, to cricketers and how should a team look like and what should uh, Team India be and just like, not just uh, cricket, in everything we did, we had uh, everything in common. Yeah. Like uh, we used to say it quite often that uh, every quality I had he didn't and every quality he had i didn't mm. and uh, he was an elegant batsman so it was it was uh, like a mixture of uh, things that i had and he didn't and he had and i didn't and uh, collectively there were very few things which neither one of us had yeah no uh, good good running running between the wickets was one of them <laughs> i'm sure yeah he so uh, Obviously, I do uh, didn't know him for as long as mm. I, I would have liked to, but I, I did meet him on a number of occasions, played with him, but also last year when I was up at university uh, finishing my thesis, we would meet a lot uh, and watch the IPL and so on, and he was mm -hmm. honestly the loveliest, loveliest person you could come across, such a, such a big heart. And uh, like I said, not only uh, was he a fine cricketer, but he helped me out too, uh, my highest ever score was thanks to him. We we opened the pattern together, and he guided me through. What 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 a a gentle soul he was. Um, 
if it's okay saying that he uh, lost his battle with COVID earlier this year, um, which affected not yeah. just him, like your whole family. Are you able to go into that at all? Yes, I think I'll uh, I'll try my best. Yeah. Like uh, last year around uh, mid-April, the situation in situation with COVID in India got pretty bad. So we were like uh, staying at home, doing our work, and uh, basically watching IPL and chilling. Mm. Yeah. So from mid to end April, we had quite a good time we weren't going out and our house is quite secluded as well so there wasn't uh, any scope of things uh, getting into our house but then unfortunately what uh, is to happen it to happen yeah like the day before uh, my father and my mother got admitted the ipl was also suspended because of the things so when things uh, aren't meant to go the right way. They happen to go down south straight away. Yeah. So then uh, they got admitted. The day after we got admitted, Mm -hmm. so all four of us were in the hospital. And at that particular point, he was perfectly fine. Like when we left home, he was the one who was normal and I was the one who had a bit of fever and all those things. So in the hospital, I don't know whether it was due to some infection he picked up or how it was. Things get pretty. Things got pretty bad for him, and he used to cough day and night for quite a few days. Yeah. That was around mid-May. So from then, uh, the focus predominantly was on my father because he remained critical throughout. So unfortunately, he too passed away on the 24th of May. And uh, as uh, the situation was, like Ish was also struggling at that point. So uh, we, of course, tried to keep a positive outlook about things. But then uh, gradually, drop by drop, we were kind of losing him and he although he had his spirits high throughout but then his body couldn't cope up like even the day it happened I was with him in the afternoon and in the evening and even though his body was losing energy in the charge, his spirits were still high and he was still cracking some jokes. And we lost him at midnight, unfortunately. So uh, although his uh, soul was not ready to give up, I think his uh, body couldn't take it anymore. Like there were so many injections and uh, pick, uh, those picks for taking blood samples that... Uh, they ran out of veins to take blood samples from. So I think um, things uh, didn't turn out quite uh, as he planned in his life or definitely not as how, how as I did. Mm-hmm. <sighs> because uh, because you saw me when I was there and if, if I tell you that I needed oxygen support and uh, 
a wheelchair to move around for quite a few days. Yeah. That's what uh, COVID does to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why people should uh, take it seriously and stay safe because we did take it as seriously as one could. And uh, we still ended up paying the price. Yeah. Well, as I said, the mm. inspiration behind the show, but also to, you know, spread awareness uh, if that is something that something little we can do uh, from this, remembering him and not only him, but your father and, and others who have been affected by this horrendous, horrendous pandemic, uh, especially those who love our, our special game. Um, like this show is dedicated to all of them. Um, and I'm very, very proud for one to have known Ish what as I did. Um, and so, but no, thank you so much for that, Ash. Honestly, everyone who knows uh, what's happened just cannot believe how strong you've been uh, for all this. So, really, it it's uh, it's quite remarkable. Um, and he will always 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 be remembered and remembered fondly i think the whole uh, hyde green family would remember him from that uh, knock he played with a broken hand they speak i missed it but everyone speaks about that innings and just uh absolutely crazy what he did yeah because in that game i had an off day like I got a howler from Jilo to begin with. And to end with, I got a first bowler and he gave me out when I... Jilo is the umpire the and our chairman, just for for those. Club chairman. Yeah. And, and hero. Uh, a legend. Yeah. Like uh, the guy with whom I would love to chat cricket for hours and hours. And uh, it's simply amazing to have discussions about various aspects of playing cricket and empiring <laughs> and he's a lovely man i just uh, enjoyed playing with him and all the discussions we had mm-hmm. and the few 50 partnerships i shared with him really yeah I how many of them did he remember get two, i think neither but i think uh, we shared about I, th- I think we shared two yeah, but how many runs did he get for in those partnerships? Yeah. That's all I want to know. Yeah. I think in one of them he got 15 and one of them he got 10. Oh, not bad. Not bad. I thought it was going to be below yeah. 10, to be honest. Yeah. Remember that uh, timed game at Tenterden in my last season? Or I think it was the year before. Uh, with Ambrish? No? With Ambrish, yeah. yeah. With George yeah. Pope and yeah, the, uh, the harvest going on behind him and getting just... Yeah, 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 that game, yeah. Was that one where he got some runs in it? What a man. Yeah, he got some runs. I shared a partnership with with Ambrish and then yeah. uh, with him. I was very happy that and day. And then there was one. Because I was captain and I kept pushing myself down the order because I was trying to watch Arsenal's opening game of the season against Newcastle. I remember it. 1-0 win. And, and so wickets kept falling. I just kept promoting people up the order. Uh, I think I ended up about yeah. nine in the end. And I was very thankful for you and Ambrish, like holding it up for a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I say, we'll, there'll be so many tales. That we, we could speak Hive Green for hours and hours. Um, however, some I, I think we need to get, let, for this first episode, what is coming, 
the main topic of discussion is, of course, this this morning, the Ashes were all well, not officially, but I think we can all say they've gone. The Ashes have gone. We've just lost. Well, when I say we, England have just lost in Adelaide, uh, convincingly. So we're two nil down. Uh, and I guess we should get on to that. And we'll also discuss about the upcoming India South Africa tour. Uh, but Ash, I don't oh, know cool, how much, if you've seen any, but I assume you've seen the news and the scores about uh, the Ashes. I, well, I cannot watch the whole day for obvious reasons, but then I do watch the highlights every day. Mm-hmm. The many English highlights, I I'm think sure. The, yeah. Well, the English team, uh, as per tradition, they travel down under for the Ashes to retrieve the Ashes, but... Uh, the only thing they forget to do is uh, show up. I just, I, I want to make this like, bring it up. I'm, I'm so sad. I, it just summed it up for me today. Every single time there's a, a shred of hope, it gets dashed in the most ridiculous way. And just like I say, it sums it up. Joss Butler, just his heroic, like 20 off of 200 million balls. And you're thinking, could it, could it? And then he treads on his stumps. Like what is... What has the English team got to? Or how about this? Me waking up at six o'clock in the morning at on the first day. And for that, that means I think the the day lasted till about 12. So I, I sat there for six hours and I watched Marnus and, and was it Warner? Marner and Warners just not even go at a, a, a quick rate. That's what it was so boring. Like they were just killing us and killing us. And the commentators kept saying, wait till the end of the day. When the lights are on, Jimmy Anderson's going to swing it, blah, blah, blah. And so I sat there and I waited and I waited. And then it finally got there. Jimmy nicks off Marnus and just drops it. I was just, I've, uh, I'm completely bereft of all emotion for it right now. Um, however, there is three more games to go. And although it looks highly unlikely that we're going to win any of them, let alone all three, especially when you think Melbourne and Sydney are quite dead pitches, which you can only imagine Marnus and Steve Smith were absolutely rubbing their hands together. Um, but I was wondering, my question to you, Mr. Shastri, is what changes would you make to this English team? Well, for once, I would prefer them to play in a way which at least gives out an impression that they are trying to show up. Yeah. Because... Because they do something good for two minutes and uh, after that, whatever happens, it just uh, burns their hopes. Mm. I can see what you've done mm. there. And sadly, you don't mean me getting dropped. You mean Rory, I assume. Rory needs to go because the way he bats, it's to counter the swing bowling and... Uh, that unfortunately is something which he's not going to see much of uh, down under. He's going to face a lot of bounce on the surfaces and he's always going to either nick off or whatever he did on that first delivery. I agree that one of the openers because need to go to bring in Big Zach. Hasib Hamid, for once, when he came in in that India tour mm. and scored that gritty 80 yard. He looked quite solid and impressive, but then now I find him quite shaky and unsure of what uh, he was going to do. 
Mm. It looks as if he's being uh, rushed by all the deliveries he's facing. Well, there's a lot of chat around that he plays with low hands. And so in Australia, you're going to struggle with the ball rising, which uh, I think Richardson got him with in that second innings. Um, second innings, yeah. I, I like Haseeva Mead, but I'm I'm someone who actually does believe in the... You can pick different players for different conditions. And so for me, Hamid at home and especially in the subcontinent, I think is someone that we should always look to. I think like he showed on that India tour, he's more than useful and, and uh, capable of playing the spin. I don't see why yep. we don't bring Zach Crawley in potentially for him. I know Rory Burns has been, has had a troubled start, but he's played, he's a lot more experienced and I do think that he, he does like to score a run when his position's under threat. That's what I've noticed. Each time, he's, he's an Alistair Cook. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a like poor man's Alistair Cook. Like When, well, when you're thinking he's going to go. Cook, Alastair Cook scored uh, over 10,000 runs. Yes. He scored double hundreds in India, Australia, and Pakistan, uh, UAE. Mm. So if you compare him with Alastair Cook, you should also remember that he scored runs when it was absolutely difficult to score them. And uh, True. more than the way, the more than the way these players they get out, it's how little application they have in the way they bat, how yes. keen they look to get out instead of just trying to grit it out and stay in there. Like of course, it's test cricket, highest level of the game. It's going to be difficult. Mm. Your technique is going to be found out, but then uh, you can't just uh, throw your wicket away and then just walk in. We we don't have those players though. That's what's sad. Um, like a player I really like is Ollie Pope, but he looks like a cat on on a hot tin roof, really. Especially against Lyon, yeah. looks all over the place. Um, so that would be a change for me. I think you bring a big boy selection, Johnny Bairstow. You need that's why I, who I want to see big boy. You need you need big boy selection, and you need. Uh, Tough guys who can uh, withstand all the pressure and all the chirps and chit chats and yeah. score runs. I'm not going to use Johnny Bairstow, but I'll use the name the the one who shall not be named, Kevin Peterson. Well, the big boy, the the, the bad guy of English cricket, the biggest of big boys. But but uh, he is the sort of character the team needs now because. Uh, the, the players that are the, that are in, they tend to score quite a lot of runs, but then they don't show that big heart. Mm. So if things go their way, they keep on going their way. But uh, it's what you do when things aren't going your way is what defines you. Like uh, Ben Stokes had a uh, horrendous time out there in the IPL. Then he comes back home for the World Cup, starts... Uh, rather shakily, and then uh, plays possibly two of the finest knocks against uh, Australia and uh, yeah. New Zealand, of course, that uh, the, the... The World Cup final. The grandest of ODIs of all time, let's just call it that. Mm -hmm. I think one of the, if not the. Yeah. Well, because you, you, must be, you must be too young to discuss about that 4-3-4, 4-3-8 game. Well, I, I know of it. You didn't I, see that. I've so, not yeah. seen it, but yeah. I, I would still say from the stories, that is the mm. grandest of grands. 
just for Jacques Callas's yeah. uh, comment at halfway at T, just saying that, uh, like, what? What? No, I've now picked. Yeah. They they are twenty short, aren't they? Yeah, like yeah, they're twenty short. Oh, what a hero! Twenty Jack short, Collins, yeah. What a player. Yeah. Um, so now, now the the problem with Ben Stokes is that uh, he has not played a lot of cricket for quite some time, mm. and he may need some more time to get back uh, to where he was. Yeah. In that innings at Trent, at uh, Headingley, for example. Well, th- th- those like, levels, yeah, we long way off. Those levels, because you need Stokes and you need Stokes up there, mm-hmm. and he's uh, nowhere near what he was. He's a mere shadow of himself, and I don't like Johnny Bairstow. Sorry, sorry. You don't to like Johnny. Say that, but I just I don't, I don't like Johnny. No, he's got the mentality though. But he the experience is a white ball player. <sighs> he is a white ball player. I don't see him doing anything with the red ball. Anymore. You don't think that he will be better placed than, say, Ollie Pope on this tour? No. No, you'd stick with Pope. I would stick with Pope. I, j- I would give him a few more games. Butler, at least he shows some grit. But uh, another place where the, the real problem lies is you can't have 82 miles an hour bowlers in Australia. You need someone who's 90, 94, 95. They're all injured, though. You, and the one who is there is liable to break at any moment. Well, no, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I think it's obvious Wood will come back in for the next test. Uh, and I do think hmm. this is an area which is really fascinating because Leach obviously is not trusted as a, a prime spinner. However, it was shown in the uh, in the, this previous test we needed to have played Leach. Um with Root getting them, like, Root and Milan got four wickets in that second innings. I know it was the Australians kind of throwing their wickets away at points, but the the pitch turned and we didn't really have anyone to capitalise on it. However, if you take uh, the four, that are the incumbent four of Wokes, uh, Robinson, Broad and Anderson, how do you fit back in Leach and Wood? Because I was about to you'd throw Wokes under the bus, but he's our third top scorer of the series behind Milan and Root. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I genuinely think we need that extra 20, 30 runs that he gives us at number eight. And I think that almost warrants his inclusion because our batting is so short. Um, so for me, you can't have Wokes and Anderson. Anderson, of course, is a legend, but they are too similar in that regard. And if Wokes is in on his batting, then it would be Anderson to be dropped for me in for Wood, I'd say. And then it's a choice for me between Broad and Robinson, Robinson who's looked the most dangerous, whether you bring in Leach, for instance. What would be your thoughts on the bowling yeah, lineup? I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll bring you out of your denial mode okay. and uh, tell you that uh, Joe Root has taken more test wickets this year than uh, Stuart Broad. But I saw this, but then Broad was injured for like the whole India series. But it is a fun fact to throw around. Well, it was he, he was not going to make any difference anyway. He wouldn't have made any difference at all. So you'd go back because to the previous bowling lineup. I think uh, I would drop Broad. Okay. I may even consider dropping Robinson because uh, I like Robbo. Bowls a good length. Well, it's not about liking. It's like it's like how he's going to make a difference. I don't. I see. 
I see him bowling well. I don't see him making a lot of difference. Like you see, similar kind of a bowler, Josh Hazelwood. He makes things happen no matter where he's playing. He bowls that tight, hard length, like uh, just short of good and uh, how well he bowls in subcontinent, in England, in Australia. But he bowls 15 kilometers quicker. Well, that's the difference because in England, bowlers, they don't uh, typically go for uh, rapid 90-95 miles an hour because the ball does so much without even bowling quick that uh, it makes you look uh, lethal. Mm. It's such such a crying shame that we don't have the likes of Archer out there. That, that for me, I'd love to see a series of Archer, Wood, uh, Stone perhaps going at it. I would really love that. Um, we've been deprived of that this year. I didn't like much of Ollie Stone, to be honest. I just like because I he, pace. Because wo- Shakib Mahmood? Just the pace, yeah. Shakib Mahmood could be a good shout. Yeah. But uh, again, uh, I... Haven't seen enough of him with the red ball to have an opinion, sorry. Well, I think, you because know what? Because he's, he's good with white ball, yeah. Yeah, scrap that. We're going to just go for, for pure big boy selection. Let's bring back Bresnan and Chris Tremlett. There we are. Sorted. Well, did you see what uh, Tremlett has done to himself over the past few years? He has it, become that big muscular lad. Yeah, I already thought he was bigger muscular. Now he's absolutely huge, hmm. isn't he? Um, probably could still Massive. bowl quicker than the players that we've got out there. Um, the players we got, definitely. So just the roundup. But is there? Any, oh no. Is there anyone else? Are we missing anyone? Not, not who's in the touring squad um, that could come in. I don't believe the players that are out in. I was, I've heard commentators say, well, the players that are playing in the Big Bash that could potentially come in. The only name would on the bowling side would be Jordan. But he hasn't played Test cricket for so long, and I can't, I can't really uh, legitimise that. I think he should focus on his T Twenty bowling. I don't yeah. even see him coming into the ODI sides even. No, I, and I, I, I agree. He should not. He should not. I, I think we have to accept the position we're in, and it's just going to be painful. Um, so just give me your one to eleven for the Melbourne Test that's coming up. I think I would have. Uh, Hamid still in. Okay, Hamid's retained his place. Then I, Hamid with uh, Zach Crawley coming in for Burns. Kent Hero, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, then I'll have Milan mm-hmm. and Root. Root. Then I'll yep. have... Uh, Interesting, good selection. I'll have Pope, bat at five Pope and at Stokes five. at six. Ah. Yep. Okay. And Stokes at yeah. six. Okay, why are you changing them around? Then I'll. Well, I think uh, Stokesy may need some more time in the middle when the ball isn't doing much. Like, he's okay with staying in, but I feel that he's uh, struggling a bit more nowadays. Right. Okay. Like he he can stay in, but uh, he's throw he's kind of like missing a good one or missing a straight one, like the way he got out today. Mm. Like, at at his best, he would have easily negotiated that one. Mm. Because he's one man who can uh, score two of 100 balls and then uh, get a 150 ball 100 yeah. from, the, from there on. Absolute hero. So, so with him, uh, it's like England needs him to be on song and he should ideally be the next, cap- next captain because Root 
I'm sorry to say he's the best player but then uh, mm. he's not uh, tough enough to be a captain. Well Stokes captained um that morning yeah or afternoon session on the fourth day when Root was having scans and that was the best I've yeah. seen England in the field this whole Ashes tour so far and perhaps that's just coincidence. But a lot of people say how good Stokes is actually as a captain. It almost reminds me a bit of Shane Warne. How people used to say that he has an amazing cricket brain. And you saw how Stokes did with that third string England ODI team against Pakistan. Um, Pakistan, And so, yeah, I... I, And and you can see that he galvanised the team. He's almost the... He's the vice-captain, but in the dressing room you hear that he's the loudest and the most uh, motivational and so on. And he'd lead by performance as well. You see his fielding, he gives 110% to yeah. everything he does. And you could let Root just get on and score big, big runs. So I, I would agree. I would agree. You see, you see uh, first of all, I think uh, I should uh, mention Shane Warne, the greatest cricketing brain that has ever, play, ever mm. played this sport. Like they, I haven't seen anyone smarter than him. It's a pity that he couldn't captain a side. He captained us once and uh, Rajasthan mm-hmm. Royals, first IPL champions. Yep. So, having said that, uh, Stokes, uh, as a personality, is what uh, Kohli is to India. Interesting. Well, we we will move on you, 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 to Kohli chat in a moment. But yes, no, carry on. Yeah, because you see, good players can win you games, but then uh, personalities like him can win you big tournaments, big series, mm-hmm. big uh, moments. Like uh, Australia had Gilly coming in at seven. And there were a lot of games when they were like 120 for five, 80 for five, 90 for five. He would just walk in and counterattack yeah. and uh, get get them out of trouble. But that's what Butler's supposed to be for us though. Yeah. No, but Butler, I think he's good enough in what he's doing. But uh, unfortunately, he's not the best keeper. Yes, uh, uh, that has come yes. to the forefront in this test. The amount of mistakes, but blinding catches and then just unforgivable drops. It's hard to... Dropping sitters. It's yeah. hard to really see... Well, it's hard for me to gauge an opinion on, on whether to retain him as the keeper for the next test. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, in my mind, I know that you have not agreed with this, bring Bears to and give him the gloves. I'd like to see that. But uh, I assume for you, Butler is retained at number seven. Number seven, number seven yeah. yeah. And then I'm really intrigued. Because 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 I saw James Bracey <laughs> last year. Oh, yeah. And I'm not convinced that he's uh, number one, no. international quality. Number two, club quality or county quality or England Lions quality. He's not... Uh, a good enough keeper. I've seen better club keepers in my time playing with Hyde. You, he's, uh, his technique is poor. Do you know who is? And he... Who should be sorry? donning the gloves? Ben Bloomin' Folks. Ben Folks. Fo- Folks. I want to start an international yep. campaign through this podcast to get Ben Folks in the, to this England side. He's done nothing wrong. Just bad luck throughout. And whenever he's been there, he's been a shining light. Uh, uh, I, and he's good with the bat I just don't think he's fashionable I don't know what is wrong with getting Ben Folks into this team I, it, it makes me so sad we're wasting such a talent and the best gloveman probably arguably one of the best if not the best in the world in my opinion I don't know much better many better than him 
And hear me out. It's a long shout, but I would say Sam Billings, oh, the subcontinent twos, is going to be a massive, massive revolution in English uh, Red Bull cricket in subcontinent. I'd love to see him get a he go. He can play spin rather well. He, he can play spin rather well. Mm. He's a he's a reliable keeper, great outfielder, and a lovely lad. Yeah, Bilbo. Who doesn't love Bilbo? So. and uh, he has played all around he knows the tricks he knows what to do and what not to do mm. and uh, i think his technique is more suited for playing on a day 3 day 4 mumbai abu dhabi mm. goal sort of a pitch would be interesting he's going to do rather well he would be fun but mr shastri give me your 8 to 11 i'm i am intrigued by this I'll have uh, Chris Wokes at eight. Okay. Yeah. Then uh, I'll have uh, not in a particular order, but my three would be Anderson, mm-hmm. Food, and Leach. Because right. England don't have a second spinner to go to, and no one else is even half as good. I don't like Dom Bess as such. Like oh. Ollie Robinson bowls some off office, yeah. office, and he he looked better than what Dom Bess has. Yeah, I I, I agree. Or you just keep Ollie like Robinson and use him as both. That's what I say. And he wore shades when he bowled. That, uh, I I think Robinson yeah. has to play. For me, I think he bowls the best length. So it's a toss up between Anderson and Robinson for me personally, or maybe even Broad. But you've already dismissed Broad. I think Broad. if uh, if England took Jimmy Anderson all the way to Australia. to make him play that one ping ball test then i think it's a bit uh, no but i just don't know if he can play back to back tests embarrassing test. on his behalf in australia no but if he can't if he can't play back to back tests anymore i think he should uh, call it quits oh. i feel i feel heartbroken to say this but uh, no matter how well he has bowled and how consistently successful how sustained success uh, he has had mm. i don't see him being able to carry on this way for very long he, come so, on he's not darren stevens oh, is he no one's darren stevens oh he's he's my <laughs> the fe- the best cricketer in the world darren stevens oh just absolute What? cult hero stevo if he was if if he was there i would pick him instead of anyone I in totally the 11 i totally agree that man would win yeah. series oh hero i think for now we probably uh because i'm getting too emotional get just going through this ashes talk the whole time it it's it's only going in one yeah. way and that is down for england sadly um let's have a brief discussion on the upcoming south africa india tour uh, specifically what i wanted to find out from you uh, as the spokesperson for the whole of india um how do we feel about kohli being stripped of the odi captaincy we all knew about the t20 stuff going into uh, the world cup um but the odi if you hear what he said that it, he got told uh, mm-hmm. like an hour and a half or something before boarding the plane or something i don't know um how has that been taken in india that rohit sharma is now uh, the white ball captain for india I think Kohli for all his persona and the energy he brings to the side he has had uh, nothing to show for his 
is captaincy captaincy in uh, white ball cricket mm. like uh he turned uh, the indian side into what the south african side is famous for to be honest india have become the 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 quintessential chokers nowadays mm. interesting every 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 other icc tournament big games and india ends up capitulating for reasons which have been rather obvious for days months weeks years you just uh, you put it down to kohli's captaincy just uh, well his uh, approach of uh, too much chopping and changing right. so no player ever feels that uh, his place in the side is quite secure so everyone ends up playing uh, for this spot and uh, he has this uh, thing of uh, having instinctive favorites which is quite dangerous for a side mm. he thinks that a certain player can do well in the indian setup and then he simply just walks in whether he has had some numbers to back him up or not he just walks in and that is where the problem begins that uh, india virtually started picking their teams uh, on ipl performances instead of uh, the domestic cricket and everything so now if you put if you pick uh, players on the on the basis of uh, the t20 blast or the 100 the team is not going to go anywhere like we saw what happened with the liam livingston or with the with the what's his name you can have to give tom banton i was going to say you have to give me more than that tom banton uh, that's a really good uh, yeah. example actually is tom banton so much made of him like coming from his domestic form and you i think liam livingston there could be someone there because of how he just destroyed in the was it the t20 games against india in the in the summer his 100 yeah um that was crazy uh so i i do think there's an international player in livingston i think banton has a long way to go uh but looks amazing when playing for somerset mostly when he plays against kent for yeah. annoying reasons So also I was wondering specifically about Rohit Sharma. Are you happy is yeah. is India happy that it's Rohit Sharma because I don't know I don't feel like he he's been unbelievable at the Mumbai Indians as the captain there. But I I don't know. I think the he seems like under the Kohli bracket in my mind but maybe that's from a an outsider's perspective. What who well, how do you feel about it? I think the success he has had at Mumbai Indians has rather been on an uh, autopilot mode sort of a mm. it it has been that sort of a thing for him like he hasn't played half of the games his performances haven't been at par with the with the top captains yeah. mind you he has performed rather well he has not been uh, one of those uh, how should i call it rohanes for example mm. But then he has scored quite a lot of runs. Although uh, he did have his fair share of struggles in test cricket while facing some quality bowlers. A lot of people are going to disagree with me on that front, but then that's simply how it was. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that he has uh, improved his game quite a lot. In the Australia tour, he batted rather well and the same uh, in the Eng- english tour as well yeah he batted very well so he's 
he's showing signs of uh, someone who has uh, matured and who wants to spend some time in the middle yeah we wouldn't mind some of them because at times he 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 gives you the impression that he's kind of like lazy and he just does not care anymore sort of an attitude he just he may come up as that sort of a person mm. but are you happy that he is now the new white ball captain for india was there any other candidates in your mind that you would have preferred well uh he was the automatic choice i do not see anyone else who could have taken uh, who could have taken over okay probably now i may want to see someone like a rishabh pant or somebody mm becoming a deputy to him right the next in and line and then see how next in line yeah he's done well at delhi rishabh pant yep he has so yeah but then i again don't see him as a captain material no i i was surprised when delhi made him captain after shreyas iyer uh who looked very good in that recent he, test he, series he, he, he's not a captain material either oh really you don't think so no I think Rahane should play it as just as just captain. Let Shreyas Iyer bat in the test team Where? and Jinky Rahane captain. So 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 you, so you want Rahane to do a Morgan Exactly. Thing. Because that this is the question. Look at how bad a tournament uh, sorry Morgan and Dhoni had in the last IPL. But who were the two teams in that final? So it begs the question what is more important for a captain? to have like their batting form or their quote unquote captaining form like what they bring to the game through their captaincy and arguably well it's if if the captaining's going well then that's what they should be kept in the team for so morgan exactly uh, that's proved my point about rahane he if he was made captain he could stay in the team just for his brain alone yeah um but but, but that's not why the thing ball, is the long the longer longer the format the easier it is for you to get exposed sure yeah and people always remember yeah. so those in t20 mistakes yeah and in t20s it's easier for you to to get things right mm-hmm. well i i'm mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to this india tour south africa i know the test starts the first test uh boxing day i believe um and quinton de kock i think is out on paternity leave uh paternity leave yeah uh, rochamas out with a, an injury as well um and i think it'll be really interesting to see the india team go up against those south african quicks uh, rabada nokia i think that that's where the battle will lie there um and do you, i i guess you're biased but just a last word how do you think that test series is going to go we'll discuss it in later episodes obviously but what's your prediction well uh, i my prediction goes that uh, both the bowling units are going to cancel each other out right because i don't see a lot of difference between them mm-hmm. it's just that at the moment south african batting is struggling quite a lot yeah agreed maybe because of the the internal politics that may be involved it may be due to the fact that the senior players are refusing to turn up or it may be due to the fact that they have a man called uh, Temba Bavuma Temba you're not a fan of Temba nah, nah. <laughs> I I don't want to know that fact because they had this thing going they have had this thing going on for quite a while now that uh, 
they have this uh, transformation target thing going on and some players come in and some players they are are to be left out mm-hmm. then i feel that despite that they have uh, maintained rather well that uh, the sort of players that have come in have always been players that have proven their worth say vernon philander robin peterson jp dumini kahis orbada those who were picked uh, mo- maybe on the basis of uh, the performances or on the performance of mm-hmm. some other concerns and uh, i am uh, a firm supporter of the fact that uh, every section of the society should get equal representation but there should also be a fair criteria for assessment like they have had this uh, transformation quota system at every level of their uh, cricketing hierarchy but then when it comes to the country i think every player that uh, is coming in is coming up they must have gone through the whole system and uh, they must have performed well enough for them to be where they are at that point mm. so like uh, the right. like some for someone like uh, quinton de cock to be dropped from the side because he refused to address a globally significant matter in a way that is more camera friendly well i think quite disappointing to see like i we have had a discussion where i uh, spoke of the sort of racism that exists mm-hmm. in uh, the western world and what i personally witnessed but then if uh, someone is being asked to support uh, the no racism call and i think everyone should have that freedom to be able to do that in a way that uh, they feel it is right yeah no, i i i do agree it, it was uh yeah it was a shame he obviously came out with that apology didn't he um apology he had to he yeah, had to yeah, come had out to. with that it, i i don't know how did you feel about the apology it seems somewhat uh, sincere or or did you not read it that way i think I think the that apology was rather sincere because I've seen him play in various leagues and for South Africa for that many years and I've he has never come across as a guy who would uh, be indulged in that kind of a behavior mm. to the contrary though the the Azim Rafiq thing that has been going on mm. all the apologies I heard in that matter have looked so cooked and doctored and fake that it basically proves the guilt of uh, whosoever was named in the that inquiry yeah absolutely shocking yeah, michael vaughn michael vaughn alex hales think ben duckett was also there if i'm not wrong ben duckett duckett i think I was gonna say, duckett maybe, doesn't play I never maybe, played for yorkshire yeah i think i uh, but perhaps he was but for uh, another matter sorry adam lyth Adam Life I I think a lot of it was balance um Gary Balance yeah, yeah. Gary Balance yeah absolutely appalling what, and I think it was just the fact, fact that oh actually no you know what so proud of Azim Rafiq because for years no one was willing to listen to him but he kept he kept banging on the door uh, and eventually it's it's been great that his message has been heard and is now hopefully going to mm-hmm. take some kind of shape and some action uh, for it which you've seen uh Darren Goff now becoming the new 
uh, is it chairman or chief of, of Yorkshire? Um, chief, yeah. So right. that'll be intriguing. Uh, I'm glad that there's been wholesale changes and resignations because that was absolutely uh, needed and warranted. Um, it, it it was the was the need of the hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going slightly back to the India South Africa tour. India South Africa tour. Yeah. What is so your prediction is that the bowling sides will kind of even themselves out, which I can totally agree. And I think that is India's huge strength right now yeah. is that bowling attack. And even you can take a few players out, a few players in. It is world beating in the subcontinent, as it's shown, just dismantling sides. But equally, and I think this is the change, which we've kind of seen more and more over Kohli's tenure as captain in my book, is that seam bowling and how that can now front seam up bowling, yeah. in any conditions. And that, I think, is what's scary about this India team. Because I think in the past, you'd say, yes, subcontinent will get demolished by the quality spin. But now you saw when they played over in the, uh, in Australia last uh, winter and when they were here in the summer, their seam attack is as good or better than all of those going around. And I'd argue that, like you say, they're probably equal to or perhaps just a tad better than South Africans. But yes, in my view, their, their batting is a long way uh, short. This is South Africa's when compared to uh, India. So that, yeah. I would argue... But it'll be interesting, though, because bouncier pitches... Um, I don't actually have a clue what will happen to do with crowds. Mm. I imagine there won't be any. But at the Wanderers and so on, hostile I environment. I, 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 th I think I uh, saw news that crowd, uh, they won't be allowed. No. So it will be played behind closed doors. I think that suits India. So That suits India. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I'm very much looking forward to Boxing Day. You know, uh, going to see England get smashed. Uh, but then hopefully see a good game between India and South Africa. Uh, and we'll talk about the results, the coming goings in our next episode. I think we should round up the episode with what's going to be a kind of a question and answer section that we'll have each week. Um, we've had questions sent in for this inaugural episode, which is thank you very much to those who have done that. Uh, but in future, if you'd like to have a question answered on the podcast, uh, which we'd love you to do uh please go and follow us on there'll be links in the description we'll have twitter we'll have our instagram account send us your questions on there uh we'll look to answer as many as we can and even if your question doesn't get answered perhaps the next week blah 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 but please have a look in the link in the description um shall i go first with a, a first question yes yeah, sure yeah okay so this first one comes in from a person that we both know very well that is Mr. William O'Donnell, uh, formerly of Hive Green, now plays for FC Gibraltar. Uh, and he asks us, what is the most village experience you've ever had? And there are many, of course. Um, quite, a, quite a few, yeah. Quite a few. Uh, Ash, lead us off. What, what one comes to mind? Well, uh, there could be quite a few, but if I were to mention a few like featuring myself in possibly the most horrendous cricket kit. Well, that that was wearing, my one, but yes, go on then. Uh, blue trousers, my blue hockey shoes with uh, some random borrowed top, mm. my own kit that I got and I forgot my clothes and uh, batting out there in the middle wearing that. Yeah, Plus, some... of course, watching watching Jeet getting out for naught. 
which was quite a usual experience when he was playing for the green that summer sadly playing for the greens yep yeah scoring a million runs for university but when it came to the proper stuff he couldn't buy a run um so yeah i that that for me actually was the most village moment i've ever seen was witnessing you walk out to bat hawkinge uh wearing these dark blue tracksuit bottoms um and then I think what made it even more village was that you played an unbelievable innings. And I can't imagine how frustrating that must be for the opposition to see someone rock up with such a tyre and think that's a walking wicket coming in here. And then you hit, what was it, like 80, 90? I scored 89 and I oh. felt that day that I won't be troubled by anything at all. So I think I got about 60 or in the 31st over mm. and then I thought I'll just uh, go for as many as I can but I didn't even know I was on 89 when I got out and I still had a few overs left so I thought I may have had a hundred that day and that would have been like is the the, the icing on the cake had I scored a hundred that day wearing that yeah that would have been tremendous especially against Hawkinge um but I think I think we must uh, mention some more. Like I think, do you have something else in mind? I'm trying. There's just so many. Like, what do I class as like the ultimate village moments? Um, I remember any time that you threw your hat seemed quite village to me. Whenever Ash would run after a ball, uh, his floppy hat seemed to come off because the drag was just too much, and so you'd fling it to the ground, and then you'd run twenty mile an hour quicker. It seems to be all about you, but I remember when you somewhat got the yips of your bowling. Uh, that that was rather village. Um, yeah. You give give me another one, and I'll and I'll try and think of one. I'll try and think of one from yesteryear. I think it was village in a good way, but uh, facing that uh, George Bailey guy from uh, what team was it? Volmer, mm. uh, Volmer, mm-hmm. that uh, left arm round, wrong footed guy. Yeah, and he did move it quite a bit, and uh, he was awkward to face. Weird, or maybe that no look shot from no look uh, tennis shot from David Hards, that yeah. at times went for six as well. I I think I thought of one, and which it's could, which was a that man, group? a hero. Uh, George Pope. Uh, I'm sure you'll hear more about him. Uh, and uh, I remember once he, not to not to completely single out, seems a bit unfair here, but uh, he was running after a ball which had stopped halfway from the boundary. Uh, and this boundary was uphill. And he was running so fast at it and just was not coordinated at all. And he ended up booting it from between his own hands for four. Uh, I thought that was an extraordinary effort to to do that because the boundary was a long way away. But uh, th- there there are so many, uh, so so many. Uh, or uh, actually, you know what? Maybe it was when uh, playing in a match at South Road where a the game had to be stopped because a family decided to walk through the game across the wicket with a push chair completely disrupting the game, stopping the game, but just being completely oblivious to the fact they've just walked through 
13 men in white uh, and dragging their pushchair and creating these massive uh, roll marks across the wicket and just had no care in the world. That that probably was uh, a village experience. So, yeah. Maybe they didn't notice you guys. Well, but it's... They literally went through the game and people, as you can imagine, the likes of Phil Rose muttering to them. Um, but they, they just didn't seem to care at all. So I remember thinking this this is really the epitome of, of village cricket right now, what I was well, experiencing. Well, Ish used to tell me an experience of his own, mm. which I thought was possibly as village as it could have gone. Like, they were playing some cricket tournament nearby. And uh, as it may be, they, their team, they took a wicket. And everyone was running in to just celebrate and congratulate the bowler. A few minutes later, they found out that one of the guys, he just was missing. Right. So, so it turned out that while everyone was running in to celebrate, mm. that guy was... Uh, down on the floor, injured. Right. And uh, what happened was, while he was running in, he met an accident as one biker who was uh, on his bike going across the field. He ran into him. A biker going across the field? Across the field and he just walked into him or he just... Uh, ran into him, drove into him, whichever way you may want to put it. But that, <laughs> like, just the sheer villageness of that, yeah, it was hilarious. I, I like the different aspects of that story, actually. The, the idea that uh, one got hit by a motorbike on the field, and then two, that no one noticed it. That, that's, yeah. that's what I like. Because um, uh, you'd like to think in, you would notice again if you got hit by a motorbike. You'd like to think your teammates would yeah. get around you, but... Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. And I played a game. You know, like calling it remote would be like uh, an understatement. Mm. Like it was so remote that even tracks didn't lead to that place. So we had to walk through places which uh, led to nowhere, and we ended up reaching that place, that ground in the middle of some. Bushes, jungle, forest. Mm -hmm. So that. we were playing there and that field had about uh, 50, 60 odd donkeys just walking around. Mm, I, I, I like those ones where, like our home ground at the Mighty Saltwood, um, mm -hmm. you know, one, one side has uh, a field just packed with cows and they cows, are like yeah. our our biggest supporters and I, I like that i'd like to play with the donkeys i think well that would make me feel no, at home in village cricket no but imagine if they are in in the ground itself on the field in the playing arena oh. yeah that's a, yeah. That's a so, bit different so add so when we were having a toss there used to be a rule that if uh, the ball hits one of those donkeys yeah and if and if it stops it's going to be considered stopped Okay, I, I think I think you're winning with the, the village stories. Motorbike hitting man on field and play a dead ball for hitting a, a donkey on the field of play. I think I think that wins with the village on the village scales actually. And you remember that uh, 
India cricket show that Nasser Hussain did when England were traveling India, and he was covering uh, those uh, ground Mumbai. grounds in Mumbai, Mumbai. Yeah, yeah. So it's called the Azad Maidan, the Azad Ground. That's what that place is called. All right. And there we have three, four, five games going on simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So there is an unsaid, unwritten rule that. Uh, if you happen to be a deep square like at some at in some game where the deep extra of the other game is like right next to you and if the ball is headed to the guy who is not looking at it you just have to give them a shout so well, at I've times if what that be like to play on you know, like under those conditions with all those matches going on around you like surely there must just be just balls flying each way everywhere i don't know how people understand what game they're playing actually I think uh, in our game we scored like hundred uh, ten odd in thirty overs, mm. and they were like eighty eight for one after seven or eight or something. Oh really? Okay. And I was I was kind of not bored, disappointed, sad, but then I thought, okay, like let me have some fun. So the guy I was at uh, deep extra, and the guy next to me was square leg, and I was like. Heads, and he would go all ducking and hiding. And uh, I think after the third one, he literally gave up. <laughs> we just and the, the fourth, the fourth one, it actually uh, missed him by about half a millimeter, maybe. Oh gosh, no, I don't think I would like yeah. this much. Um, no, 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 that that was fun. Do you want to pick uh, another question? There are quite a few nice ones. There are a few about Ishan, which I think we can pick up right at the very end. You you give me your your favorite one, and then we'll answer one on Ish to to finish it off. I I think uh, there is one about uh, how do you encourage people to be involved in cricket? Okay, and who who's that from? From uh, Richard Rollier. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the the question is that how do we encourage people to follow cricket? Uh, I say, watch that headingly innings from Ben Stokes and tell me that you don't love the theatre yeah. of cricket. That, yeah. that. Um, I th- I think that over here, the likes of the hundred. Uh, as much as the purists may uh, despair at the idea of, you know, the altering of some rules, I do think that the 100 will be really useful uh, for picking up the interest of the youth and so on, making it just being simpler in terms of, and more understandable in terms of, you know, division of five, like the balls mm. and so on. Um, I, I think over here it has worked. I don't know, obviously, I've top of my head it'll be interesting seeing the summers to come how many players have been picked up uh, due to the success of the 100 but um, yes I think that these innovative like short formats of the game is uh, as much as I would love I'd love for people to just be grabbed into test cricket I do think that perhaps franchise cricket and so on is the way uh, to get young people through the door enjoying cricket the shorter formats what about you? I feel that England is about 10 years too late in joining the franchisee bandwagon. Mm, they they, I would they have, denied us, I weren't would, they? Of 
of it before. They were in denial, yeah, yeah, and they refused to accept the fact that T uh, Twenty Blast was dying. Mm. Although like, Kent won this year, up, so it's the best Kent won this the year. The, the, the year I left is the year they win. Yeah, of course. It, it up until that, new. up 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 until that point, they were always making it to the knockouts and then uh, choking in the first game uh, they found. And this mm. year, look what they did. They roped in Ryan Tendushkarte as their new batting mentor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm. The Kes Ahmed guy, he's coming back. Who? The Kais Ahmed, the leggy. Oh yeah, Kais Ahmed. Yes. Uh, Kais Ahmed. Yep. Yeah. It really. Uh, I think he did really well, actually. He did. He, he he's good. Yeah. I. I him and uh, Denley. What a duo. Denley. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think we got sidetracked, mind you. Uh, so, what suggestions for young people to get into the game? I think watching cricket is possibly the best way to get into it, mm. because understanding cricket is uh, not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, I, like I think if I, if like a lot a lot of my friends uh, who are not from countries that have cricket ask me like, how is it played, and uh, I had nothing significant to tell them. I'm like, I made them watch a few games with me, and then I ex- narrated as the game went along. Mm. I think that's the and best I, way to do it. And it took me a few T20s to get them going. Yeah. Uh, so actually, that would be my answer to it. And the hundred started that over here. So this is specifically relating to the UK, at least. I think you've got to get cricket on terrestrial TV so that everyone has access to it. Um, I I think that is key to getting, uh, you know, more eyeballs on the sport will be best for getting the youth interested in it. And and like I say, the hundred had quite a few games, I believe, on on BBC. So, um, I think that's only a positive. Um, I think making it less and less accessible is basically going to kill the sport. Like mm. even with football, I think that is what's going to happen. Right, the club clubs are using their fans as cash cows, and if that is a model teams are going to follow, then uh, every sport is eventually going to die out. Yeah. Um, shall we go on to uh, uh, one more, one more about ish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think y- you uh, pick your his, favorite uh, one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is from. Uh, Ish's first uh, and uh, his childhood childhood friend Deepak. Okay. I think they were friends uh, through and through, and uh, he used to go with the, him for walks, and they were like they studied together Perfect. in school. They both uh, topped school at the same time, so they were like the best of buddies and brothers in. In a, in a, in a different sense. Yeah. So he asked the question that uh, the best games played by Ish and his performance, and his okay. favorite cricketer and favorite shot. Okay. I think that that uh, which team was it? Like I don't remember the team. I got a first baller, so there wasn't much for me to remember from that game. 
uh, which one are we talking? One uh, in which he batted with the with the with the injured hand, with the broken uh, wrist. Yeah, I wasn't there, but that was um, Street End, wasn't it? Street End, yeah. Okay. So that that was quite a gritty knock. He he did something to his wrist while doing the most uh, village fielding effort I've seen. <laughs> I wish I'd seen it. Yeah, I think I did a live demo in front of you as to how it was. I enacted that whole scene. Yeah, but uh, taking that, taking all the jokes aside, he was in real pain and he still gritted that out. He scored a few runs, got hit on his thigh, got hit on his shoulder twice, and he still continued batting. Mm. No, I, I. It's an a- absolute shame that he didn't get a fifty that day. No, I, I, that's my overriding memory of Ish. Uh, opening batsman, classy batsman, but someone who valued his wicket. Uh, yeah. And which helped me, like like you say, I played uh, a handful of games with him. Uh, so obviously it's, it's much more interesting coming from you about his best performance. But uh, from the games I played with him, uh, it would have to be the very first game uh, very first game, yeah. He just hopped off a plane, jet lagged, uh, and we were playing. I think we were top of the league and second in the league. We had a few uh, pretty sharp um, overseas bowlers. Minster, Minster, yeah, from Afghanistan, I believe. Um, yeah, and obviously it was rained. It rained the night before. The pitch was muddy, uh, overcast. I won the toss, bat first, because that is what you do. Uh, get the runs on the board, no matter the mm. conditions. Um, yeah, and then uh, I thought, you know what, baptism of fire. Let's open with him. Um, and he went out there, you know, on a couple moments sleep uh, against the best bowling attack in the league on what was honestly just a mud cake of a wicket. And uh, he and I got a, an opening partnership of, I believe, a hundred. I think it was a hundred yeah. opening yeah. partnership. Yeah. Um, and he just gritted. It was like you say, just gritted his way through some very good bowling, some hostile bowling at times. And uh, I, I was suitably impressed with how he how he did that. So that that will always stick in my mind. I'll uh, bring up one more, like the only century he got in his career. Mm-hmm. Like that was the game where I scored my first uh, hundred, and even till date, my highest ever score. All right. That 134 not out. So we were in the opposite sides and he put a side in for I don't know what reason. And they had a few spinners in their side who were good, but they were quite inaccurate. So I just kept on blocking their good ones and I kept hitting their bad ones away. Because that's what I do. That, To be fair, that's quite a good way to play, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, I basically carried my team through. We got about uh, 250-odd and I got 134 of those. So, not uh, too bad a score. And I helped my team through a bit of a slump because I walked in at 50 for four. See, I I just think there's so many stories of that, of you doing such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But then... uh, what followed was uh, Ish doing the exact same thing for his team. 
and uh, I, I would uh, like to say that his innings was much uh, better and a lot more composed <laughs> I, he, I believe that he he basically hit the ball where he wanted to and no matter how many fielders I put uh, on the rope he was comfortably clearing them so none of them ever had any chance at all see I, I didn't see him being that kind of a player actually <laughs> No, he used to feel that I he can, he could only hit uh, fours mostly. Like when he was nine or ten, he started playing senior cricket. Wow! And all he knew was how to defend. But then he used to just uh, stay in, score like three of hundred balls, and then just never he just never got out until he had to run. <laughs> and that's where the trouble started. That's where the trouble started. Yeah. <laughs> but so, then uh, then I turned him from that to just someone who just smacks the ball I made him bat once with like he was all padded up and I was just giving him throwdowns on a cold frosty January morning and then just told him to just smack it right back at me so he got that confidence that if he swings it hard enough he can middle it and it's going to go yeah yeah I, I when he played for us he was a lot yeah. more technical and using the pace of the ball from what i could gather yeah he didn't yeah. look like a slogger uh, in fact he looked the opposite to you in many regards in his batting yeah um very yeah, he classical, was he was you know punchy and uh had a had a cover drive on him something that i didn't see yeah. from you in, in a in six years six years yeah you see, um, you saw, you were never going to see him score more runs than me ever. He had all the techniques, everything, but I had the thing what it takes to score runs. That is true. Yeah. Annoyingly true. So Annoyingly true, yeah. Who was his favorite player or, or favorite shot or give both? Well, okay, favorite player, I think, uh, has to be Dhoni. Mm, he loved Dhoni. He loved Dhoni. He loved watching a lot of players. And uh, if I am to give you a fun trivia about him, please do. He had possibly the most uh, convenient and successful dill scoop I have ever seen anybody play. Really? He could scoop the ball at will. I I'm not going to lie that really surprises me he doesn't seem no offense it surprised to me the most well. agile player i've played with so to get into those kind of positions uh that surprises me well i'll uh, share a video of him playing that shot and then you 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 gotta see it to believe it and how yeah. how well positioned he was to play that and that too against one of the quicker bowlers we have here i i, I would love I, to see that i think yeah, I'll. Uh, I think we can put it across in on a page at some point so that people Absolutely. can see. Absolutely, that could be yeah. our opening clip. Like that, yeah, I think that montage I made of myself. I think I can uh, be That's a little less self-obsessed, and I think I'm gonna <laughs> create one for him as well. I, I think that I would rather see that one. Yeah. Uh, but no, that that does surprise me because if I'd had to have guessed, I would have said a 
a cover drive or maybe something wristy. Uh, but a dill scoop, that, that wouldn't have been near the top of the list of shots that I would have associated with he, him. He could play that, but I think a flick was possibly his favourite shot. Right. He used to like hit five fours in five balls, playing flick shots, beating square leg, mid-wicket, fine leg, all of them, front of square, behind square. He could just place it to perfection. What a man. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I can believe it. I can believe it. Um, But thank you everyone who sent in their questions. Sorry if we didn't have time uh to answer yours perhaps next next episode and so on uh but please do keep the questions coming in uh like i said follow us on the instagram or on twitter all of it just typing up the ishan shastri podcast uh please do give us a follow give us a share um tell us what you like you don't like and uh get those questions in for us to answer um ash it's honestly been brilliant talking to you uh, it's been way way too long um and I i'm really so, happy yeah. that we're doing this just at least even if it's just to speak to you some more uh and all our cricket chats uh, and hopefully the next time we speak there will be more joy for the english fans uh like myself um and hopefully india go well out in south africa we're gonna hope to try and get one of these episodes out uh once it within two weeks i think that's the aim um but again, the best place to know when the episodes come out and so on is by uh, following us on, on social media uh, where we will announce any every and any new episode. Uh, but thank you everyone for listening uh, to the first episode. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and yes, I, we will speak to you soon. Goodbye. See ya. Go on, Sabeh. <laughs>